right, if you guys see me looking at my tie, moving it around, it's because Brenda made me all self-conscious about it earlier. <laughs> just kidding, Brenda. I changed my message after that, just so you know. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Got to give Brenda a hard time. <laughs> so, no, uh, last week, um, me and Pastor was up here always working on that concrete, and I made the mistake of saying something about preaching, not necessarily me preaching, but like just talking about preaching in general. And he was like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be gone next Wednesday. You want to preach? And I was like, uh. And he was like, you got a week to prepare. I was like, that's four weeks less than I need. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. It's going to be, it might be pretty short, but um, this is something I've been thinking about in my own life a lot lately, and I've thought about it before, and it seems like I'll think about it for a while, and then I'll just go back to the way things were. And and, uh, the title of the message tonight, since I had to give it a title, is To Judge or Not to Judge. And uh, so many times we, we hear, oh man, Brother Thomas, you shouldn't judge people. And uh, that depends. That's not necessarily the way it is. Um, Matthew chapter 7 and verse, starting in verse 1. Matthew 7, 1, it says, Judge not that ye be not judged. And that's where a lot of us stop, right there. Judge not that ye be not judged. And uh, we stop there because we hear people say all the time, you shouldn't judge, and they'll point this verse out. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. That verse there sounds like you probably shouldn't judge, right? Because if you judge, then you're going to be judged. But let's keep going, verse 3. And it says, And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam, out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Did you catch what it said there in in verse 5? It says, First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. And uh, John chapter 7 I always panic when I write these verses down. I'm going to get the wrong one. John 7, verse 24. says, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. I'm a firm believer that 
God in Scripture does not contradict Himself. God will not tell you one thing and then somewhere else in Scripture tell you something that contradicts that. You have to take every Scripture in context, the whole Scripture, not just a piece of it, and compare them to each other and they won't contradict each other. I hear people say all the time, you shouldn't judge people, or the Bible says not to judge. That's not exactly correct. While the Bible does say in Matthew 7.1, I believe Matthew 7.1 is a precursor given by Jesus on how to judge correctly. We are not to be self-righteous or hypocrites. We must be willing to be able or to be and to be held to the same standard as the people we expect to correct. Don't go to somebody and tell them they're doing something wrong when you're doing the same thing in your own life or you're not willing to change something that's different in your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same thing they're doing, but if you're doing wrong in your life and you're going to correct somebody, they see that, they know. And uh, it turns people away. So many people think that you're judging them if you mention a sin that they are in. Nobody likes or wants to be corrected. How many of you in here like it when someone comes up and tells you you're doing something wrong? Nobody? I love it. Man, I just love when somebody comes up and is like, you know, Thomas, you probably shouldn't be doing that. No, we don't like that, do we? We don't like that at all. And uh, other people are no different than we are. We're, uh, they don't like being corrected any more than we like being corrected. So I, I have four things when not to judge, and I have four things um, on how to judge. And um, I say judge, it's more, uh, I wouldn't, we'll stick with judge, but it's more of like a correction, like just bringing something up to somebody. Um, things that most people would consider you judging them over, um, but n might not necessarily be judging. But I have been in all of these areas. The, the when not to judge, when I've judged in the wrong way, I've been there. All four of these that I'm mentioning, there are things that I thought of in my life that I have done to judge people that was wrong, the wrong way to do it. And then there's four things that I'm going to talk about, about how to judge. I've, I've been there in all four of them. And to see how they work when you judge correctly and how people accept it and respond to it, it's amazing. Um, the first thing on when not to judge, um, don't judge when you're not right with God yourself. Um, how can you try to correct someone when you're not right? So many times we like to think that just because our sin is not as bad as what the next person's doing, that we are somehow right with God. And that can't be farther from the truth. We like to view our sin differently than God does. Our sin separated us from God in the same way that the other person's sin separates them from God. We need to get right with God ourselves before we can ever expect to help someone else get right with God. The second thing is when it is a personal conviction, not a biblical doctrine or principle. 
I have seen countless people pushed away from church because somebody went to them, maybe not necessarily trying to be wrong or, or not necessarily going to them out of, like they had good intentions, maybe, but it was something that was more of a personal conviction to them than it, than it is a biblical doctrine. For example, I like to wear a suit on Sundays. Not necessarily Wednesdays, but I do um, wear them on Sundays because I, I believe that we should dress our best for the Lord. And... Um, but just because I like to wear a suit on Sundays, that's a personal conviction to me. Okay? That's not a biblical doctrine that I could go to someone else or anyone out here and say, you're doing wrong because you're not wearing a suit on Sunday mornings. And I've seen people pushed out of church because of that. Was it right that they don't come to church because of that? It's not. They, they shouldn't let something like that keep them from church. But there's a lot of things that we do that we let keep us from church, too. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, um, it's not right. It would be wrong of me to go to somebody and say it that way. you got to let God convict the person themselves Amen. of those of, uh, of a conviction like that. Um, if it's a biblical principle, that's, that's, a, that's a little different. But a personal conviction, I don't think you should judge somebody or go to somebody on that. Um, so many times we get hung up on the things that aren't important, and it gives us a, a bad name, and it gives Jesus a bad name out in the community because I've heard people say, I'm not going to go to that church because... Um, they focus on things that are not important. And it's true. A lot of times it's true. Um, we do focus on things that aren't in the realm of eternity. It's not important. And we push people away because of it. Um, if you're constantly correcting someone on every little thing, uh, then when something is important, they're not going to listen to what you have to say. Um, if you're constantly going, have you ever heard someone say they're a Debbie Downer? That's because every little thing that, that is, uh, could go wrong, they, they'll tell you all about it. It's, it's, we call them Debbie Downer. Nobody wants to listen to a Debbie Downer. And um, if that's all you have to say is something negative to someone, then when something really important is, is there and you really need them to listen to you, they're not going to. The third thing, when you're not doing it to bring a person closer to Christ. And I've done this before. I've seen other people do it before. Um, if the purpose of correcting someone is not to bring them closer to Christ, leave it alone. This is usually done to make yourself feel better about you. Um, you, you look at them and you're like, oh, um, if I can bring them down a little or make them feel bad about themselves, then it's going to make me feel like better than them. 
Um, that's usually whenever um, we do stuff. Um, I've done it before. It's, it's um, not something I'm proud of, but I think we've probably all done it at one point. Uh, all things uh, should be done to bring glory to God, and that should be our purpose. Whenever we're going to correct someone, our purpose should be to bring them closer to Christ and bring glory to God. The fourth thing um, on when not to judge, if you're, not, if you're going to judge someone, you have to be willing to accept criticism yourself. Romans 2. Romans 2, 1 through 3. It says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. Have you ever heard the saying, you can't smell your own stink? <laughs> Has anybody ever heard that? Have you ever been working with someone, and it's all you can do to stand next to them? <laughs> Don't raise your hand if it was me. Okay. Sometimes we don't even know when we stink ourselves because we get used to it. It's the same way in our Christian life. We get dirty and stinky in our Christian life. We let things in. And it doesn't happen all at once. It just happens a little at a time. And uh, we get stinky. And we don't notice it. But the people around us do. Okay. I've worked with people before, and it's. <laughs> wow. But they don't notice it. I don't know how, but they're used to it. They're used to it. And um, we got to clean up our lives, we got to, uh, to get right. And get the, get the filth and dirtiness out of our own lives um, if we ever expect to be able to help someone else out in their life. Um, we got to be willing to accept it. Sometimes it takes somebody coming up and saying, you stink. Whenever, it would be really hard for me to do that to somebody. Like go up and tell them, you stink. But when I first started working on a crew with WIC, I had another form, I had the foreman I had, and we had a guy on our crew, and he stunk. It was bad. And uh, he would, my foreman would tell the guy, you need to go home and take a shower. Like, it, it would be hard for me to do that. It was not hard for him to do that. I don't know. He just didn't care. And, uh, but did he do it right? No, he, he probably could have been a little nicer to the guy. But, um, Sometimes we need someone to tell us. That guy, he needed someone to tell him, you need to go home and take a shower. 
Sometimes we need someone to tell us, you need, a, you need to go get your life right. You need to get the filth out of your life. When someone does that, we need to be willing to accept that. We need to be willing to, uh, to go and get our lives cleaned out. How many of you would like to be told you stink? You don't. You don't. But sometimes it's necessary. Next, I'm going to talk about how we should judge. The first thing on how we should judge, do it prayerfully. Never go to a person about an issue without first going to God in prayer. Because sometimes we don't make very good decisions on our own. A lot of times. Almost all the time. You also need to be very careful about saying, well, God told me to come to you, because I've seen that before, too. I've done that before. Oh, God told me. No, he didn't. <laughs> he might have, but you just got to be careful. Make sure that God is really wanting you to go to that person. You should spend much time in prayer before ever going to someone when God is with you, it'll go much better. The second thing, do it humbly and gently. I believe that Matthew 7, 1 and 2, that's what it's speaking of. If we go back over there, you don't have to turn over there. I can go over there. Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. I believe that what that's saying is if you go to someone harshly, you're going to be judged harshly. But if you go to someone humbly and gently, then you'll be judged humbly and gently. I truly, honestly believe that's what that's saying. That however you judge someone else, that's how God's going to judge you. And it doesn't do any good to go to someone harshly because if you go to someone harshly, chances are 99.9% .9 of the time they're not going to listen. They're going to shut you off as soon as you start talking. Titus 3. Sorry, I think this is the last scripture I got. So. Titus 3, 3 through 6. It says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers' lust and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness... And love of God our Savior toward man appeared. Think about this. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Think about that. Just remember that another person's debt was paid just like ours was. That's right. 
There's a song that I have on my playlist of songs that I listen to. I'm not going to sing it to you. <laughs> Bonus for you guys. But I am going to read it. Okay, And I want you to think about the words as I read it. Born and unforgiven, locked in my own prison, until I heard that Jesus held the key. And through his loving mercy, although I was unworthy, his nail-scarred hand reached down and rescued me. My debt was paid by the marvelous, glorious blood of Calvary. All washed away, every stain was covered by his grace. And since that day, all the chains of sin that did surround me, they all fell away when I called on his name. Oh, praise the Lord, my soul was saved, my debt was paid. When the past reminds me of the life I left behind me, and Satan tries to rob me of my peace, that's when I remember the day I was delivered, my soul sings hallelujah, I am redeemed. My debt was paid by the marvelous, glorious blood of Calvary, all washed away. Every stain was covered by His grace, and since that day, all the chains of sin that did surround me, they all fell away. When I called on His name, O oh, praise the Lord, my soul was saved, my debt was paid. Our sins needed to be paid with the same blood of Christ. We're no better than anyone else. It's only by the grace of God that we are not in the same spot that another person is. I've made some choices in my life that if I wouldn't have turned one way, I probably wouldn't be in church today. Um, wouldn't be married to Rachel. <laughs> Maybe someone else. <laughs> but choices I've made <clears throat> could have led me in a, into a dark, dark area. But thanks to the grace of God, I'm able to be here today. Amen. And that other person, just remember, if you're going to judge or correct someone, you could be in that same position with just a couple bad choices. Third thing, do it with the right heart. Don't judge a person with a holier-than-thou attitude. Make sure that the person knows that you're coming to them out of love, even though it may not seem like it at the moment to them. In the end, they'll know that it was out of love. A lot of people think that if you love someone, you'll, you won't correct them. It's not true. It's not true. It's the farthest thing from the truth that you can get. If you love someone, I love my daughters more than I can probably explain. doesn't keep me from correcting them when they do wrong. 
Sometimes they do things that need corrected. If I truly love them, I'll take the time to correct them, to prevent them from having serious consequences in the future. We're living in a time where kids are growing up and have never been told no. They've never been corrected. I see it weekly. They're growing up in homes without the love of one or both parents, and we end up seeing them on the nightly news. And the parents are like, they were good kids. Where did we go wrong? They weren't corrected. They were allowed to do what they uh, wanted to do um, anytime they wanted. They weren't corrected. That's where it went wrong. We see it all the time. When I correct my children with the right heart, they receive it much better. How many of you in here are parents? How many of you have ever corrected your kids in the wrong attitude? Did they receive it very well? They don't. My kids don't. I've done it. A lot. But I've corrected them with the right attitude before too. And when you do that, yeah, they don't like the discipline. They don't like the correction. But the spirit between us is still good. And it's probably better afterwards than it was before. But when you do it with the wrong heart, the wrong attitude, their attitude, their spirit with you, it hasn't gotten any better. It wasn't good before. It was, it's not good after. you got to do it with the right attitude. Same way when you're going to someone else with a, a problem. Do it with the right attitude. Do it with the right heart. They'll see that. And your, your spirit with them will, will still be okay most of the time in the end. Some people just don't want to be corrected, but um, there will be some of that. But it goes a lot better if you do it with the right heart. Go to someone with a positive attitude, not a negative one, and you'll be surprised how much better they receive it. I have had both instances in my life, and they're usually completely different results. And number four, never hate the person, hate the sin. I've been there before. It's like, man, I hate that person. It's wrong. It's wrong. So many times we tend to look down on someone after they've sinned. How many of you have ever looked down on someone after they sinned? Many times I've heard someone say, he hates me because he disagrees with me. Is that true? If you disagree with someone, does that mean you hate them? Nope. That phrase is running rampant nowadays. I know that it's true in some cases. There is some cases that it's true. Um, but in most cases, it's not. I have also heard people say that Jesus loves them the way they are, or Jesus made them the way they are. That's not true if you're living in sin. 
Jesus would never tell you something is a sin and then make you or allow you to keep living in that sin without a punishment. That's not how God works. That's not how um, God is. He, he's never told someone that something is a sin and then allowed them to just freely participate in it without some sort of punishment or correction. And if God tells you something is a sin, He's not going to design you to participate in that sin. That's, that's not how He works. I saw a saying the other day that said, Jesus sat with sinners. He didn't sin with them. Every time Jesus sat with a sinner, he always told them to go and sin no more. Every time. He never told them, never sat with them, never participated in the sin, and then just got up and walked away. He never did that. We shouldn't do that. Um, he never... Um, sat with them and didn't participate in the sin that they were doing and then just not say anything to them either. Every time that he sat with them, he brought up a correction that was needed and sent them on their way to live a better life. Whenever we go to someone, we should never hate the person. You can hate what they're doing as much as you want, but don't hate the person. God doesn't hate the person, and God died for that person the same as he died for me and you. And like I said earlier, God doesn't view sin in different ways than we do, like we do. We look at, at a sin and think, man, that's horrible. It is horrible, but so is the, the sin that you deem little bitty in your life. It's horrible. And that little bitty sin that you've got in your life that you don't think is that bad sent Jesus to the cross just the same as that sin that you think is great big that somebody else did. And something else, if... The sin that that other person is doing, if you was doing it in your life, you probably wouldn't deem it as big as that you do with somebody else. Because you never look at yourself as harshly or as judgmentally as you do another person. So, I hope that was helpful tonight. You guys are going to be out early, just as I suspected. <laughs> Levi come up to me before service today, and he was like, at 20 minutes, I'm going to be like, time. <laughs> and I told him, buddy, it's not even going to make it 20 minutes. <laughs> but like I said earlier, this is something that I've been um, struggling with a lot in my life and got some uh, stuff going, that uh, some people that I've really been burdened for in my own life and how to go to them without being harsh or judgmental or the wrong way. I want to be right when I go to them. This is what God has showed me. Um, and I, I just hope it was, was helpful. 
And I'm sure pastor's going to listen to this. If anything I said was wrong, I'm sure he will let you know. But um, this is what I've, I've got from God. I truly believe this is what he wanted me to, to do tonight. And I really hope it was a blessing. Um, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for um, bringing us here tonight. And I just thank you, Lord, for the things that you've showed me. I, I thank you, Lord, that you died on the cross for our sins and that, uh, that we can be forgiven, Lord. I, I just uh, thank you, Lord, that uh, you don't leave us on our own. And I just uh, pray, Lord, that um, we would uh, be right when we uh, go to people, just that we'd make sure our own hearts and lives are, are right and that we would um, uh, do it the way that you'd have us to in the right way and that we would uh, be able to see a difference in people's lives. I just uh, pray, Lord, that you would uh, be with this invitation, just that you would um, work in people's hearts and lives. Pray in your name. Amen.